Australia's number one mumcast is NHM I Got It From My Mama with Beck and Sarge. NHM I Got It From My Mama. Welcome to the show. Uh, Beck, I've just rocked up um, in these jeans today. I'm running low on jeans because I threw out my skinny jeans. What? Why did you do that? I'm never going to get back there. You're going to get... Oh, that's just giving up on yourself. <laughs> And you know, I'm really low on jeans and these ones are so thin on the inside that I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but I have to put my uh, my um, finger up the inside of the pant just to make sure it hasn't ripped. <laughs> this sh- to throw out these jeans or the skinny ones? Right, okay. <laughs> I need to throw these ones out they fit. <laughs> this show is all about school readiness for your kids. So when um, you know that they're ready and then getting them ready for basically that first day at school. We'd really love for you to pause this right now and write a review for uh, NHM. I got it from my mama. Beck found one. I found one. I used to listen to ABC Baby Talk podcast. Oh, it doesn't bag them, does it? No, no, no. Okay, cool. But We're I not switched. about bagging. We don't like trolling everyone. No, we don't. No. And it's a great podcast. But I've switched to listening to NHM Newcastle Hunter Mums for the relatable content. Mel and Beck are both genuine and honest about motherhood, which is refreshing. Yes. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jungle out there. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just got attacked by my baby this morning. See oh, that? gosh. It's a big... Oh, you have She's yet, really aggressive. You know? <laughs> Getting the kids ready for school. (laughs) Beck knows all about it. I know nothing because mine are like just still napping. They're little. But do you know it comes around so much quicker than you actually think? Yay, I can't wait. No. I can't wait to have nine till three off. Yeah. (laughs) And you know you don't. But anyway, it is is such a cool experience. I think I really enjoyed the whole school experience more than any other stage of my kids' lives. And, um, And I get to do it all again next year with Grace, so which is really exciting in two terms. But Matthew's now in year two. Grace is obviously in preschool, and she's he's in, in year two now. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And she's Grace is in preschool with her little brother William. And I literally raced here from my preschool interview. I had a parent-teacher interview about the two kids. Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, get those. <laughs> to make sure basically that Grace is ready and tracking the way that she should be and also to find out how my little precious man's doing. And obviously he's just He's a funny you know. man, Will. Um, <laughs> but it is such a cool time and I'm so excited about Term 4 to get to do all the transition things that they do into kindergarten. Oh, it is just so exciting see, getting their uniform. I, I can't, can't wait, wait to see little Gracie in a school yeah, uniform. That's cute. She's so excited. And the lucky thing for her is that she goes into the school every day to get her brother. That's cool, so yeah. she's very comfortable. She knows the school. She's got friends. She's been in preschool now. This is her third year. So she literally knows all the kids in kindy year one, year two, and next year, oh, year three so from good. Matthew's so year. So it's not even that much of a so transition No, for her, really. I think she'll be totally fine. And preschool say she'll be totally fine she's older she's going to be six when she starts so she's one of the oldest she's also one of the tallest easily so one um, of the cutest <laughs> she's very, Thanks, Mom. She's very sweet but see Matthew um, Matthew started when he was just five and um, he had no choice he had to start and it was so much harder than really? I really expected and that was nothing to do with all the things you worry about like how much they know their alphabet and how much they know counting and all and writing their name and all that kind of thing we had that down pat because I was so super of scared course and he anxious. Did. <laughs> but that's not what you focus on in kindergarten it is all about how they play and rough hands and finding their friends and this person this person I didn't get invited to this person's party oh, and all this no. oh it's just you know that's all life the stuff that you don't get prepared for yeah it is it 
is. It's real good preparation for life. So I've got all that to look forward to again. Yes. So, but it is so fun and really take as many photos as you can because you see the change in them going across oh. that whole year. It's absolutely incredible just I've seeing that I've still got um, a photo of me in my school uniform and it's so cute, those, <laughs> best, those best photos of the children. And all those cool fashion sets, all those cool like hairstyles you would have had back then. <laughs> coming up next, two mums' opinions of uh, starting their kids at school and then we're going to talk to Alex from The Little Unicorn about getting your child ready for school. For The Little Unicorn, early education centres. Child focused, locally owned, enrol now. Search NHM I Got It From My Mama in your podcast app. NHM, I got it from my mama, Laura and Alana from Oversubscribe, the podcast, talking to us today about real life mum stuff and getting your kids ready for school. So we're not talking all the academic mumbo jumbo. We're discussing how to send your kids to school for those first couple of weeks and um, basically allow them not to have a mini nervous breakdown as little babes. Because it must be scary, right? Very. Yeah. Yeah. Big step, isn't it? It's huge. Yeah. That they're responsible for themselves and, uh, Mm. you know, there's only one teacher for all the kids, whereas at a daycare or preschool, you know, there's many teachers. They're they're on their own in many ways. Yeah, and they're wearing that strange little uniform that everyone else is wearing. It's too big for them because they're so little. Yes. (laughs) And their backpacks are like half the size of them, right? (laughs) And mums are going, yes, a little bit less washing. But tell us, first of all, Laura, how did you prepare? Well, Toby had been going to preschool for a couple of years, so I think he was quite confident in being away from you know home. Um, but we live quite near the local school that he was going to, that he's at now. So we'd walk past it and be like, there's this new school, it's so exciting that you're yeah. going to be there. So really kind of talking it up and getting him used to seeing it. You know, he had a little... Um, day there before the summer holidays where he went and met the teacher and so just getting him used to it and making it seem like a really exciting thing. Okay what about you Alana? Well we were fortunate in that our school has a play group and we had been going there since my youngest was about six months old and my eldest about two so wow. we went there and then as she my eldest was approaching school time I'd kind of look out of the little hall window there when the kids came out for lunchtime in the playground and I was like that'll be you next year and you'll be wearing a uniform like that so it kind of um got in her mind I guess that that's what what's her future's gonna look like (laughs) Laura what do you think about choosing a school did you see where uh, your kids were going to before or um you know how did you go about doing it well we'd moved to an area that has a good public primary school so we we didn't made that decision based on the school at all we just liked the house and it just so happened that at the time Toby was still only three but we had friends saying oh you're so lucky you're living in a good area um in for school purposes so Mm. we didn't really have to make a decision it was straightforward we're not religious so we just knew that we'd want to send Toby to the local school it was literally a two-minute walk so it's been great from that respect, so it's easy, mm. easy decision. How about you, Alana? Do either of your kids go to private schools? Yeah, Catholic school, which wouldn't have been my first choice, but um, we quite enjoyed the playgroup there and got quite familiar with the school and the like and the and the family, so that, that was an easy choice to go to school there. Yeah. yeah. And what about uh, when your kids are a little bit older? Have you had thoughts of um, high school yet or is it just not on the radar? 
not on the radar yet for me. What about you, Laura? <laughs> it is a little bit. I actually did a story about high schools okay. with Mamiya recently, about selective high schools. Um, and I did a call out on Facebook for different opinions on what people thought. Um, and I got a range, really interesting, because obviously some people are real fans of um, selective high schools, private schools, and their kids are you know flourishing in these environments, whereas other parents were really anti, you know, very supportive of the public well, school so system. very polarised, right? Very polarising. Yeah. So I just kind I did a, a story that was non-judgmental because I haven't made my, we haven't made our decision yet in our household. But um, I think um, again we're lucky we've got a reasonably good high school locally. So if Toby's happy to go there, and we'll have that discussion in a couple of years' time. He's only in year three. I've heard that in regards to fancy schools, it can be the way, and it's probably a stereotype. Generalisations exist sometimes because they're generally true, right? Yes. <laughs> that um, that there are more dro- drugs in. Uh, high-end private schools sometimes mm. because the parents are more time poor and the kids have more cash. Is there any oh, truth wow. in that, do you think? Or There could well be, actually. And um, I probably, yeah, don't feel like I want to invest tens of thousand dollars a year in education at a high-end school. Is that how school. you feel? Yeah. Absolutely, because mm, I just think, you know, I think our public system is great and that's what we pay our taxes for, you know. Um, right. yeah, and I we're lucky in Newcastle there are a good number of... Um, great uh, public high schools yeah. and also I mean there are the selective yeah. high schools so if your kids are really great at drama or singing you know you've got um, the kind of performing arts schools you've got the sports selective high yeah. you've got academic selective high so depending on mm. how you feel about that mm. um, there is always that option as well it's just still public schools but you um, you know if you want your kids to flourish in a different environment mm. maybe you could go that route as well yeah. yeah did you notice anything Alana in the early weeks um, of your ki- your children's education first stepping into school some differences in their mood and how did you cope with that she really enjoyed it and has enjoyed school ever since which I'm so thankful for because wow. I know it takes a, a lot of adjustment for a lot of children I just found how tired she was so yeah. <laughs> she went from three days at daycare to then five full days at school and we also have a after school care program okay. at the school as well so she's in that a few times a week so she's having pretty long days and she was very tired but yeah pretty good start to school for my eldest so I'm hoping the same for my youngest who's starting next year so <laughs> fingers crossed fingers we know crossed. they're all very different oh, yes <laughs> yeah Toby was it was like the opposite because he had been going four days a week to preschool but when he started school he went into this like wild wired kind of thing and he was up all until about nine o'clock at night <laughs> just I think his brain was just kind of expanding with all this information that was kind of being pumped into him so he was he was not sleeping so well I think yeah and it took a long time to get settled back in it was about six months I to think. be honest I, I feel like I'm like that when I have really really full days of work yeah. and doing stuff, I just find it so hard to switch off. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah. that's normal, Makes right? Sense, They're just right? little humans, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I did. Mother did say to me the other day that we should put our children on swings at the end of the day, just <laughs> swing to calm them down, you know, that it'll <laughs> kind of, it lets out all the tension. And I said, oh, my kids ride up and down the driveway on the scooter. Is that the same kind of swinging <laughs> mechanism? And she said, yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, I guess that's sort of the same as... As when you're older mm-hmm. and you go on the rocking chair. Yes. Or you're breastfeeding yes. on the rocking chair. Have you guys done – the rocking chair is really a nice time. Yeah, have you guys experienced it? Do yeah. you do the rocking chair? No. no. Sadly not. We didn't have a rocking chair. We had one of those Ikea Poang chairs. You know those <laughs> cheapo, cheapo rocking chairs? Do they just rock a little bit? They look a little bit. A tiny bit. So you're, really, you're not rocking, you're jerking. It's sort of like a bounce. It's sort of a bounce. You're wondering why you're even more hyper and you can't get to sleep. <laughs> it's because you skimped out on your rocking chair. <laughs> Sorry.
NHM, I got it from my mama, would love your support. To help out, review us in your podcast app. Win incredible mama and family experiences at nhmnewcastlehuntermamas.com. A big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, The Little Unicorn at Honeysuckle, Broadmeadow and soon to be Charlestown Square. They have a focus on fun, play-based learning. My little Lillian goes to The Little Unicorn at Broadmeadow. Her speech is coming along a treat. She's really social and The Little Unicorn has enriched her life daily. She loves going there. She always says she's going to meet friends and she's even a little bit sad to leave sometimes I think because my cooking is not as good as the little unicorns if you'd like to know more go to the little unicorn.com.au explore play discover grow NHM I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge she's a school readiness expert so excited now to be joined by Alexandra McGrath from the little unicorn early education centers thank you so much for coming on the show how are our little people's lives going to change when they go to school. Alex, tell us all about it. So obviously there's a lot of big changes that are going to be happening, but the thing that we find children are probably most excited about is the fact that they'll be wearing their little uniforms. <laughs> um, and obviously their routines are going to be changing a lot as well. So depending on where they're coming from, they might already be going to care. They might be at home with mum and dad. Obviously going to school, they're going to have quite a structured routine and there's going to be a lot of new little people around them as well. So knowing how to make those friends is really, really important. I've got a little girl starting school next year and I've already had a son that started. So we're sort of gearing up ready for the next little person to head off. And I guess the biggest question that a lot of parents have is what do they need to know before starting? And I mean, what do kindergarten teachers expect of them in the way of writing, knowing their name, getting time? the shoelaces, all that kind of stuff. What's expected of them? Yeah, so I think at the moment there is a huge expectation for children to kind of already know the things that they're going to be learning at school. And I feel like their parents put a lot of pressure on themselves and also sometimes the children to know how to write their names, how to know the alphabet back to front, how to be able to count to 100. There's all of these things which we're expecting of our children now. But really at the end of the day, that's what they're going to school to learn. So we really like to focus on that whole emotional readiness so making sure that they have those social skills there, that they are kind of, I guess, ready to open up and be ready for all this learning, which they are going to experience at school. But in terms of skills that they already need, as I said, I think it's more so the social and emotional side of things, which we really need to be looking at. If you have been at home with your children and they haven't done any early learning before, Alex, mm. what would be some tips that you guys do that mums could do at home to encourage this emotional readiness that you discuss? Yeah, so what we really try to promote both in the care environment and in the home environment is predictability. The children don't know really what to expect when they're getting ready for school. So the best thing that we can possibly do is make sure that they know the environment that they're going to be going into. Know what to expect. Okay, you're going to have a teacher. You might know the teacher's name. You're going to have to learn how to make friends. What are some of the things that we can do so that you'll be able to make friends on your first day of school. Knowing that they're going to have their own bag, which they go to to get their lunchbox and their drink bottle out of. Just, I guess, telling them everything which they can be expecting and asking them questions, seeing how they're feeling. They might have so many questions about big school and they ask us here all the time as well and things that never really crossed our mind because obviously they've been through school, so we've experienced <laughs> it all and things that... 
Yeah, things that you know you wouldn't really think that children were ever nervous about are probably the biggest things that you kind of skip over. And then making those really important conversations. So I think just opening it up for conversation as much as you can um, and making sure that you're answering all those questions that they have. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, so the great debate, when do you send your child? Because oh, there's always <laughs> raging on the NHM. It's like, a huge them back or I the, send my child. <laughs> I have a friend up the road who's a close friend and our daughters are literally a month apart and we were both completely divided we've both respected each other's opinions she sent her little girl her little girl is a month younger than mine and I've I've I'm not going to say held her back because it's like an evil you're starting later you're starting later (laughs) it's she's starting when she's ready yeah and um I feel that it's worked really well for both those girls even though they're quite close and they're both quite similar and headstrong I think it's worked quite well for those individual personalities the biggest thing that my preschool told me and I would say the little unicorn would definitely say this as well is you've got to send your child when they're ready but how do you know that how does a mother determine when they're ready yeah because you've talked about emotional maturity being even more important than the other stuff right Alex so you know when do you know that they're emotionally ready yeah I think they're always kind of those telltale signs that we see in children and that past kind of six months those last six months at the end of the year are usually when you can kind of see either a huge traumatic shift in their little personalities and their social skills starting to come out or you'll see they're kind of just not quite ready yet. They're still kind of a little bit unsure about those conversations about big school. They might not want to really be open to visiting new environments yet and things like that. It sounds funny, but you can just kind of see the shift in those last six months of the year we noticed such a huge change especially as I said in that willingness to make new friends and you can see their excitement about going to big school as well you know some of them might act really unsure and you can just see they're not ready to go and then you've got those other ones who are prancing around at home with their school uniforms (laughs) (laughs) I think I was a prancer (laughs) you know your child you know that they're an individual so try and keep an open mind what happens if you do send your child and you do find that they're just really not they just weren't ready you know what are the fallback options after that happens yeah so the teachers obviously at primary school are well trained they will probably see children all the time who aren't ready to go to big school so I think it's really important to have that open communication with your child's teacher and make sure that you are always willing to have those conversations with them. I'm sure that they can put a plan in place to make sure your child's supported no matter what. What about the initial weeks of school? Obviously, they're going to be in a completely new environment. You talked about that and a new world. What can we do to support them then, Alex? As I said before, that predictability is so important. So if they're prepared for all of these changes that they're going to see, then that's obviously really going to support them those next couple of weeks. And I think letting them know it's okay to be overwhelmed, it's okay to be nervous, it's okay to not know what's going on. You have your teachers there to support you. You have your family at home that you can tell, you know, you're not really liking it yet or you're a little bit confused about something. Just really keeping that communication open and just making sure that they know that there are going to be some really big changes, that those changes are okay. We discussed just before going to the school and visiting and looking into the yard. <laughs> A couple of times in the year before. Do you think that that's a good idea or is that? Yeah, no? 100%. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. And the orientation process is so amazing now too because the schools understand it's such a big change, not only for the children but for parents as well. You know, they want to know where their children are going. They want to know what their children are getting up to. So I think 
with the way that our school systems are set up and their orientation processes, it makes it so much easier for that new transition and that familiarity, I guess, with the environments that they'll be in. I found with my son, he's going into, well, he's in year two. I found that the things that I was worried about from my my point of view, like, is he going to get along with his teacher? Is he going to this? Is he going to that? You know, who's he going to sit next to? Oh, my gosh. You know, all these yeah. – I was worried socially for him that he wasn't going to be accepted, all that kind of thing. Turns out he was the class clown <laughs> and was quite accepted, but that ended up being my problem and he wasn't, he wasn't all that studious-minded, I guess. But I found that the biggest problems that we had in kindergarten were the playground and it was okay. the fact that they've gone from a – pretty protected environment, preschool, daycare, that kind of thing, to being in this big playground filled with kinder year one, year two, year three, year four, all these other big kids. And a lot of the kids had so many emotional and socially difficult times, I guess. Oh, and, right. Um, there were fights during the schoolyard and people d- weren't u- were using rough hands and all oh, sorts of things no, like that. No, not rough hands. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and <I'm> closing my ears. <laughs> and I guess preschool, they are so much more protected and they are, you know, watched over so much by wonderful team leaders in in the little unicorn and other various places. But in a schoolyard, there's a couple of teachers on duty and that's about it. So they can't all be yeah. watched over. So, yeah. I mean, what could we do to protect them or prepare them for that kind of thing going into this huge world? Yeah. Look, it is such a big change. I completely get what you mean. And I think that's why it's really important to let the children solve their own social problems yeah. to a certain extent. You know, you obviously need to still provide that guidance for them. But here we've noticed that we're using a couple of questions that really seem to help the children kind of weigh up what they're going to do about problems which may occur because it does happen, you know. There's always going to be some little conflicts which may occur. So lately we've been asking the children if they're safe, if they're hurt and if they could use their words to sort it out. Um, And usually those three questions kind of let them kind of strategize how they're going to sort it out and what they could be saying to their peers. Um, It kind of takes away that adult-led interaction of, you know, you did this and this really hurt them. Rather, it's putting them back on the children to kind of use their words to sort it out for themselves. Alex, you talked about emotional readiness to meet new kids and be in a new environment. I know that my daughter is so obsessed with her best friend. (laughs) Would you suggest that it's a good idea to send your child to a school, you know, where their little friends are at the little unicorn and then moving on that they all stay together? Or do you think, look, it doesn't matter too much in the long run? Yeah, look, I don't, like, I I love that the children form such close and special friendships here. Um, And I'm sure that they'll always have the opportunity, you know, if the families do form that really nice relationship with each other. But at the end of the day, you guys need to think about yourselves as families and see what's best for you. And no matter what, if they've had the social skills to make that one friendship and you know have that really close special bond then they're going to make it again when they go to school with all these new children oh i'm glad mine's a few years off because uh, i feel a bit sick <laughs> about my much appreciate it <laughs> but you've done it before beck you'll be right <laughs> doesn't make it any easier <laughs> for everyone whose uh, kids are heading off to school we hope this show helps out thank you so much alex from the little unicorn for coming on the show no worries thanks for having me NHM, I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge.